Jeremy? 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 <laughs> Jeremy? <laughs> Jeremy? <laughs> Music. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures podcast where we're going to talk about every single movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. Hey, you guys, want your palms red? And Erica. Jeremy! <laughs> <laughs> and we are in the thick of August. We're talking about all the movies that New World released about ghosts and spooky stuff. And there's probably no movie that New World released spookier than the one we're going to talk about in this episode, right? I mean, I don't think there's anything at all spookier. <laughs> we talked about Ghost Town like a couple years ago. I mean, that's that, that's not as spooky as this one. This makes House look like a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it look like the peanut butter solution. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. <laughs> but, of course, we're talking about 1986's Shadow Play. So much pamphlet in this movie. <laughs> a man. A woman. Never let him out of your sight. Their past. That's over. I think it's just beginning. Her future. Mm-hmm. Tell me again what he told you. She's here for him. She thinks the past is directing her future. What's so unusual about that? His brother. Her lover. His ghost. His killer. Boy, this is complicated. I remember this many characters. Nothing here. Seven years after her husband's death, before another day goes by. John, no! She belongs to Jeremy! Morgan Hannah will return to make peace with the past and find herself fighting for the truth. We made love last night. It was Jeremy again. I saw him and I touched him. Everyone knows the horror she's lived through. Tonight, it will all be over. Don't you know how crazy I think this is, but God, it's happening. Deep on the stone. Is that a whale? There's a twist. Uh, is there? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I, I mean, there's sort of a twist. I guess. It's like, yeah, but it's like the twist on a on a bag of bread. You just kind of, you, you know exactly how to unwind it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, of course, we're talking 1986's Shadowplay, brought to you by Columbia Kilosphere Console Record Player, able mm. to play even the dustiest <laughs> records in high-fidelity sound. <laughs> the perfect record player for when you walk into your ex-fiancé's room and want to hear whatever was on the record player the last time he was in the room, which, interestingly, sounds exactly like a film score. <laughs> 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 yeah, it I'm wasn't like, a song. It wasn't a catchy tune that you'd be like, "Oh God, remember this? This is my best part." They're gonna go. They're gonna go into the chorus now. No, it's just a film score. It's the score. The film score yeah, apparently yeah. released by Columbia Records as the record. If the record is any indication, or, or the prop just said Columbia. Records. Yeah, of course, yes. I don't know. They were going full Columbia. Jeremy seemed like the kind of guy that would listen to a movie soundtrack if you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed just boring enough. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I'm not here for the songs. I'm here for the instrumental mood music. <laughs> Come with me. We're going to listen to this mute mood music. Come, Come with, with me. me. Come with me. <laughs> God, I love this movie. Let's go. Let's okay. get into it. It's, let's go. Let's go. Written and directed by Susan Shadburn, who had only directed short films before this. This is her feature film debut. She had directed a, a 30-minute film on family violence commissioned by the U.S. Law Enforcement Assistant Administration called A Family Affair, which won a gold medal at the New York Film Festival and was narrated by Ed Asner. Huh. And she had also written scripts as she wrote the script for 1985's The Adventure of Mark Twain for her husband, Will Vinton, who was also a producer in this movie, uh, who started Claymation in the 1970s and eventually would go on to create the California Raisins and The Noid for, from Domino's Pizza. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Wow. His company was eventually That's a leap bought. from this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow. who knew that? It, the, the, sometimes the connections are so crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, his company was eventually bought by Phil Knight and became Leica, which is the studio that made Paranorman and, mm-hmm. and Coraline. Uh, as for Susan, like I said, this is her first feature film and her last feature film, I'm afraid. Uh. Though she would continue writing and directing videos and shorts, including stuff for Claymation. So... She would continue to, uh, to to work, but she does not make another feature film. This stars D. Wallace Woo! Stone. Stone, yeah. Uh, she had just added the Stone part of her name due to being married to Christopher Stone, star of New World's The Annihilators. <laughs> wow. Just... All roads go back to The Annihilators. Oh, all <laughs> roads. All roads. <laughs> of course, she was well known uh, because of her appearances in E.T. and The Howling and New World's Jimmy the Kid. <laughs> I, I think two out of those three are what she was really well known for. <laughs> pretty much all three. It's pretty much everybody says all three all the time. Uh, I'm not sure if they do, but okay, all right. We'll and just go with different you on order. This one. Just in different order. <laughs> right. <laughs> At the time this gets released, she was about to star in a CBS sitcom called Together We Stand with Elliot Gould. And then she would star in the new Lassie TV show with her husband, Christopher Stone, starting in 1989. She does not star in another New World project until the 1994 TV movie, Moment of Truth, Cradle of Conspiracy. (laughs) 
He turned perfect daughters into desperate runaways. She's pregnant, isn't she? But no one knew his secret. Cash on delivery. He was selling their babies. Our grandchild's going to be sold to the highest bidder. Moment <laughs> of truth, cradle of conspiracy? Yeah. Oh, oh. Wow. I don't want to spoil any of that because yeah. I looked it up and watched the trailer and found out the New World's responsible for a bunch of these Moment of Truth TV movies. <laughs> oh. And I do not want to spoil how amazing <laughs> no. they are, especially this one. I'm not going to say another word. Just look it up. Danica McKellar and D. Wallace Stone, a Moment of Truth movie, Cradle of Conspiracy, NBC Monday. This also stars Cloris Leachman, who had starred in a season of Lassie in the 1950s. Uh, but there's the Lassie connection between our two leads. And she had already won an Academy Award by the time she starred in New World's Crazy Mama in the mid-70s. But returns to New World in the new ownership group here. At the time, Leachman was not really appearing in a whole bunch of feature films, but she was appearing on TV and a bunch of episodes of Love Boat and a few after-school specials and some TV movies. After Shadow Play is released, Leachman begins her two-season run on Facts of Life. Yeah. Post-Edna's yeah. Edibles and during yep. the Over Our Heads era. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, which I forgot, had actually started in Edna's era. So, and, and, um, But didn't it catch fire? And that's why it, they had to it, do... It did. Yeah. They had to close it, but they started the Over Our Heads um, prior to Cloris Leachman coming on. Uh, she was the sister okay. of Mrs. Garrett. Or, right. Yeah. Isn't that what she, is she Mrs. Mrs. Garrett? Or, Mrs. Yeah. Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Ryan. Um, also in 1986. You know this. Trust slipping. yourself. Trust yourself. Trust. I know. I should. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. Come back. Come with me, Ryan. Look up Where are we going? shows, Ryan. Do live research. <laughs> also in 1986, Leachman does a voice for My Little Pony the movie. But I believe this is her last New World project, as far as mm -hmm. I can tell. Which My Little Pony voice was she? I, I don't know, but what? I thought you would be of interest. Yeah. I, yeah I, I mean, I'd like to know. Is real-time well, research what, happening right now? Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, I want to know what pony voice she did. <laughs> Here's where you can watch this. It's currently streaming on Tubi. There is also the Scorpion Blu-ray, which is how Eric and I watched it. Mark, you watched it on Tubi? On Tubi, yeah. Yep. My Little Pony did Cloris dirty. They made her Hidia. She was the voice of Hidia. She wasn't even a pony. Nope. They did her dirty. They did her oh, dirty. Oh, Yeah. Look Terrible. at that. That's, That's ridiculous. Mm, mm. They did her dirty. They made her the ugly old witch. How dare you, My Little Pony? We got to get into what this movie's about. Mark, what is Shadowplay about? Shadowplay is about a playwright who... After, seven years after seven her fiance years. Seven years. dies, dies by what she believes is suicide. She returns to the family home of her ex-fiance so she can fuck her bro his brother. <laughs> yep. I mean, it happens. Mm -hmm. It happens. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's it. what it's about. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then that's once all. she does that, she packs up her shit and she moves back. And she goes back to New York. Yeah. yeah. Erica, what is this movie about? This movie is about how dramatic um, people who live near lighthouses are. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I have, I mean, I don't, 
live near a lighthouse, so I don't have this no. kind of drama. I don't mm-hmm. have this kind of family drama. But you know what? Jeremy and John did, and look at what happened to them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. what it's about. The yeah. drama that's... that living near a lighthouse brings. And their mom, Clarice Leachman. I mean, yeah, she's she got gets her own dramatic. Drama. This is yeah. not a comedic performance from Clarice Leachman. No. Who is not too far removed from like a lot of Mel Brooks movies and stuff. But she is, this is not a comedy. There's nary a funny scene in this movie. Well. I, well. There's you'll not, laugh, There's but... not any intentionally funny scenes in this movie. Okay. That's fair, fair, fair. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. I think our, our favorite scene is funny. But. Um, what? Here's what I think this movie is about. One of the finest local theater troops in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> finally get their chance to impress a playwright from New York City. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a Pacific Northwest waiting for Guffman. Yeah. It yes. really is. Really is. Unfortunately, only about maybe twenty percent of the movie is this. I wish it oh. was like. A hundred percent of this movie. <laughs> Agreed. Especially when they all get on the black turtlenecks and the, oh, uh, the like the South the South oh, Africa guy has oh, way too much oh, no, red lipstick on, and you're oh, like, no, wow, no, let's let's not spoil that. For that's, it. that's 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 favorite scene material right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Um, here's a letterbox synopsis for this movie, which is a little dis- oh, I it's actually wait. a little disappointing. I hate to say it because it's oh. pretty much on the nose. We are on Letterbox. Uh, give us a follow if you can. A playwright who lost her fiancé to suicide is haunted by his spirit while staying on a remote island with his mother. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Look, cue the, cue well, the applause! Letterbox nailed it! Well done, Letterbox. <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. It is worth noting, though, that it is... <laughs> well it is, done. Timing is well impeccable. Done. Sorry about well that. <laughs> I was trying to scroll yeah. over to it. The eyes was like, should we? They all checked in with each other. Should we? Okay, but, all right, we're going yeah, to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Uh, it's interesting that they, I mean, it's it's worth noting that it's not just a remote island. It's the remote island that he grew up at. Yeah. And she right. moves in. It's worth noting she moves into his house, his childhood yes. home. Yeah. With his right. mother and his forty-something-year-old brother, who's still living May, there. Is he still living there? That's a. I, I don't. I didn't know that for sure. He's around enough yeah. to just where you're like, it's it's like he lives there. And then the sister slash live-in maid. She's like the live-in maid who's been there. She was just the maid. I she's don't just think the, she was yeah. a sister. But she's been. Okay. They've known her for a long time, so it's sort of strange. Yeah, yeah, and she's a bit of a strange character. Oh. There's a scene with Zelda where she shows up in the morning and up until now, Cloris Leachman's character has seen nothing but like loving and sweet. Hi, Mrs. Crown, you're up early. Well, no, actually, see, I haven't been to bed yet. I've been out all night in the bushes with a boy and a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, Cloris Leachman's kind of a bitch, you know? <laughs> Like yeah, we never we really never explore that. that part of her character, but she has a moment just giving her some shit. I'm like, she's young, she's making out with a guy. I mean, well, she's jealous, and then her she's like, dead. Do wash your hands before you start breakfast. I mean, damn, Cloris. I get it, I get it, but I'm like, Cloris damn, is- she hadn't she hadn't had her tea yet. Yeah, you know, yeah, so <laughs> Cloris rough needs the edges. her groove back. Yeah. She hasn't had her husband mm-hmm. in a long time. Twenty one years. You know, Cloris was in it. You know. 
She was all about the nookie. She's she's now seeing a, a one armed guy that uh, that reads tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's played by an actor that, from Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. Who played oh. the one armed guy in Twin Peaks? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. typecast. Yeah. Um, but this movie starts with Morgan suffering from writer's block, right. and her agent. Agent trying to stall for time. Oh my god! To, if I'm cast in any like, movie, I would love to be cast as the agent in this movie. This is like a dream role. Oh my god! She's just but, like, I don't know. here we go. You want to write something? Here we go. Here's the thing. Like I every was, single line, I just laugh through every single. She was thing amazing. She said. I can't she tell you amazing. anything she actually she, no, said, but I loved it. So go ahead, say it. You think I'm crazy? Now, why in the world would I ever think that? Hmm. Just because in the space of one week, you drop one play, a brittle little satire on contemporary morals and manners, start another one, uh, close your apartment, start moving 3,000 miles away into the middle of the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> because you dream about a man who killed himself 10 years ago. Seven. What, she was played by was Delia Salvi? Okay. Was her name? <laughs> but she's like the poor man's Holland Taylor, right? Mm. <laughs> Jody, you are now a world class hopeless romantic. <laughs> the diet version. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like the the diet Pepsi version yes. of Holly Taylor. <laughs> They're like, we already signed Cloris Leachman and D. Wallace Stone, so I don't think we could mm-hmm. also afford Holland Taylor. Like it's a little much. I don't think it's even Diet Pepsi then. We're talking you brought in the RC Cola. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. diet. Diet right. <laughs> Love it though, but it is a performance for the ages. She's, I she's, love it. She's great. I love she's it. Great. And um, I will say though, uh, it's interesting because I was like, man, uh, I didn't realize how hard it is to be a New York playwright, but it pays really well because she's got like a pretty sweet studio apartment. And then I was even like, yeah. do playwrights have agents? And so I looked it up, and I saw a um, article in American Theater dot org with agents. Charles Copeman and Sarah Douglas and Copeman said, you really do function in a lot of ways as an agent. You play mother, father, and shrink accurate to this movie Ugh. because the agent is doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Douglas said, one of the basic things one does is introduce a playwright and a body of work to the theater community. Okay. That's... I'm in the wrong line of work, you guys. All that's telling me is I need to be in New York right now going like, hey, you, theater guy, you want to hear a new play? I got somebody. You're going to love them. Here we go. They wrote a new play. It's a Western. It's got comedy. It's got drama. You don't need Westerns? No problem. They also write dramas. You don't like dramas either? Have you read their comedy? They're amazing. Here we go. Pick it up. Read it. You're going to love it. You know what? Don't even read it. You I like started, you started with Western. Because all the people are like, when's the last good Western play? Thank you. We, we yeah. need a good Western play. I know, Ryan. I got my finger on the pulse of the theater community. I know what it needs. <laughs> she. So what does the, what does the Orca Island theater community need? Right. She doesn't introduce them to that. She's like, no, I'm in New York. Please. Yeah. She's very yeah, specific don't. about do not move yeah. away from New York. And she does move to Orcas Island to write. After seven years, again, it can't be stressed enough that it's been seven years. That is one of the oddest miscalculations of time mm-hmm. that I've seen in a movie. I'm like, right. I, we were talking about this after we watched the movie, Eric and I, and I was like, maybe three years? And Eric was like, still too long. Like, <laughs> right. she doesn't right. feel anything or feel the need to go investigate this? Uh, 
Until seven years later? Wasn't she there when it happened? That night she should have looked into it. She was there. <laughs> Wasn't it their wedding? No, is that their engagement party? Okay. They their engaged. engagement party. I mean, investigate it that and, night. And he jumps off a lighthouse. <sighs> In one of the most yeah, not, not something that people... hilarious looking falls. I mean, like, don't the you dummy think... looks incredible. Uh, imagine looks you're a guest at this engagement party and you're like, "This is great." Have you seen Jeremy? I kind of want to. I kind of want to get going. I handed out my six beers, so I need to like get out of here. You're right. So like, right. I want to hit the road, but I want to say bye to Jeremy because like you know, I don't know. We were both in library club together, so like, library club. Him. I can't find him. Like, Hi-Fi then, Club. Like <laughs> we're both trading records. Also, from the I, I need to, I need to return this album yeah, to him. I, I have an album. He loves movie asking. soundtracks, and this is the soundtrack for um, Bridge to Terabithia, and he loves it. So I need to return it to him. <laughs> oh shit! Here comes John. 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 Where's Jeremy? He's dead. He killed himself. <laughs> Fuck. Well, now oh. I can't leave. Now I can't leave. Now they're like an asshole if I leave. Uh, she starts seeing Jeremy first on a plane of glass on a, on a door. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet it encourages her to write. This is exactly yeah, what she needed. The inspiration she needed. Mm -hmm. That's what she needed to unlock the creative juices. That's right. And so she starts writing and here's what she starts writing. The last night spangled and vibrant with promises hung there between us. And fell away. With a banshee cry, the black magician wrapped all in his black cloak. Breath and stars and every promise. He stuffed them hurriedly into his hat, pleading another engagement, and left with his silk scarves after sawing the beautiful lady in half. It should be noted she's a playwright. So <laughs> So when you're like, what's this gonna be as a play? And this is one of those plays. Oh, that... don't worry about it. You like magic? No problem. What do you, what like? do you see this next this next script? You're gonna love it. It's all about magic, the black magician, scarves, the saw and a lady in half. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. This is one of those plays that like I feel like I saw several of during college where people wrote like where it's like, look, it's just a college, few, wow. Just, it's just a fugue play, man. It's just like several people just speaking the same words. And mm -hmm. so she is writing this play, such as it is, and wants to take it and get it on its feet, as any playwright would. And so Cloris Leachman says, what about my theater group? Which crazy? It's crazy to me that we didn't see Cloris Leachman in this group. It's her right. group. Agreed. And not to skip the things we hated, but why didn't we have Cloris Leachman yeah. in this theater? I mean, come Put on. Put a pin in things you because, hated. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, where yikes. was she? Right. Yeah, where was she? She's the primary investor, CEO, and treasurer. <laughs> Right. She doesn't have right. time for this shit. But, she doesn't Mark, act. Like Guys, any we have, good. She creates the platform for other people but to But like be any good community theater, the founder is always in the show, Mark. <laughs> yep. They founded it, they created it, but they always play a part. Guys, uh, we have $300 in the kitty from that Neil Simon production we just did. So wow. think about what we're going to do in the fall because we're going to go big. Mm. Uh. A little night music. A little night music. It always brings a crowd. It always brings a crowd. Always. Love takes time. <laughs>
in that tiny theater watching that long oh ass show. God. Can you imagine? <laughs> you and forty other despondent people, <laughs> just like, oh fuck. No, let's instead let's do a vignette of a magician sing, speaking in haiku <laughs> for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, that's what we get here. So let's. She brings it to this theater group, and this is what happens when they read through. Reread this entire thing. The last night. Spangled. Ben. Um, you know, sprinkled with bright things. Yeah. Spangel, she was gonna say. The last night. Spangled and vibrant. I'm a dancer. <laughs> okay. Um, the last night. Spangled and vibrant with promises. Why did you just do it? Why did you just do it? Pause. Go away, Clarissa. She would have killed this. Think your ribbon's a little too tight there, Sarah. <laughs> no. Burn. Let me take it. What? I'll do number two. Yes. Okay. Now. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. With now. With a banshee. No, What's a banshee? <sighs> Bitch, you know what a banshee it's is. It's a supernatural being <laughs> whose wailing warns of an approaching death in the family. Now that's the one our yeah. man, right? Yeah. That's the boyfriend. Yeah. My boyfriend yeah. is in the show. Byron. He slept with his a banshee crime. The black magician wrapped all in his black cloak. Breath and stars and every promise. He stuffed them hurriedly into his hat pleading another engagement and left with his silk scarves after sawing after sawing the beautiful lady in half <laughs> so i love this because she's so the, pissed her laugh the girl that's like mm, i think your your head's wrapped a little too tight then doesn't know like now should i read now and then is like why does it what am i reading I'm like, lady, you can't give someone else shit and then just make a series of uh, mistakes. But this is how everyone reads this. It's like you can't even uh, conceive so of how wonderful. this is all going to go. It's wonderful. Oh, God. Um, also, if if this, if this you told me this scene was a, an extra scene or a scene that was cut from Waiting for Guffman, I would believe you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this movie is so dour up to this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And then they throw in this sort of silly scene with the actors. And you're thinking, what? Oh, that is, what? that is the comedy that what? we were saying. There's no comedy, but this is definitely like a little comedy scene. Yeah. This is the, this comic, is the comic relief scene, for, for the sure. movie. But so if you're, if you're, we're thinking of watching this movie and you're like, when does it, when does the funny part come? You just heard it. Yeah. The girl that's like, I'm a dancer cannot read at all. Like this group in general is terrible at cold reading. So Terrible at it. tough to come in as a playwright and be like, let's just read it and have everybody be like, I don't even know what I'm reading and openly questioning the playwright at whatever line. Just say the line being like, what? And also, is the theater attached to the house? Yes. Because it right. seems yes. like yes. when you can yep. see through that one door, it's the uh-huh. staircase. Yeah. And I was like, is this theater just a part of Cloris's house? She's <laughs> She's the CEO. I, it of is the theater group. Amazing. This is her. See, and treasurer. Amazing. And, and treasurer. treasurer. Yeah, she's um, always counting those receipts. Yeah, but I have to. I have to say they are well within their right to ask 
what the hell am I reading? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Because <laughs> when you see that on paper, it looks nuts. It looks bonkers. <laughs> when you hear it out loud, it sounds And they nuts. know, like, they know the history of her, right? Like, they know she was, that was a question that I had yeah, of, like, do know. they know that I she was know. Jeremy's fiance? Or do they just think this, like, highfalutin New York playwright is here? I could never tell. I don't I could know. Never tell it's a good question. She was. Or yeah, not. I don't know. Well, Byron does yeah, eventually. That's true. Yeah, we know he, that. Well, but he gets all the scoop from Cloris. So yeah. he, I mean, he's yes. he gets all the good stuff from her. So he he knows whether the right. theater group knows. I have no idea. Yeah. Or do they care? Right. They're just like uh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Is this is question. our opportunity. I wouldn't overthink it, guys. That's basically. <laughs> yeah, what I'm I, I wasn't like, overthinking it then it. either. I. I <laughs> I find yeah. this movie to be quite enjoyable if you don't think while watching it. No, you cannot think while <laughs> right, watching it. Right, right, right. And this movie has, it does one of the things I love is when there's a loss in a movie and they do flashbacks. And this movie does a lot yes. of flashbacks. Yes. It's always to these sitting under the tree in the mm-hmm. park and telling stories to each other. This or, is the moment where she plays the record is the biggest flashback scene right. is when she goes in the right. room and plays the record. We see a variety of flashbacks. We go back and forth. Right. But they're all, you know, very meaningful, touching t- moments. I I really wish someone would make a movie where the flashbacks are of just like normal everyday <laughs> right, things. Right. Because I mean, if, yeah. if, if you're in that position, not every flashback is going to be that time that sure. you guys were sitting under the oak tree talking about your future together and all the things that you were going to do. It would be like the time that uh, you, you opened up an envelope from the DMV and figured out that your dead fiance didn't pay the tabs right, on the right. car and now it's doubled in mm. price and you're like, what the shit? Mm. Or it's like the time that like the two of you you know, left the house together to like bring the lawnmower in to get the blade sharpened and you had to wait for a while. So you went to Lowe's and you had to go pick up this new sprinkler head because the kid down the street rode his bike up on your lawn and knocked one of the sprinkler heads over and broke it. And you're like looking at the, at the sprinkler heads and the the wife or the, the is saying, oh, it's a half inch. And the husband who's now dead is saying, oh, it's three quarter inch. And you argue about it and ultimately... You buy the three quarter inch and you get home and you dig the hole. It's all the flashback, mm-hmm, right? You're mm-hmm, digging the mm-hmm. hole and you realize, oh shit, it was a half inch and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So he's got to get back in the car. Mm-hmm. Drive he's back. Drive back. And somehow she's thinking of him driving back, even though she's not going with him on <laughs> right. the second trip. She, she, she wasn't there, but spiritually she right, was there. Right. So Lois has a really great return policy, so he's able to get right, there's another a line. Head, even though. <laughs> She's imagining him in the line. (laughs) Just wistfully thinking of him in that line. Exactly. She texts him, we also need paper towels. Just adding to the time. Which is like, shit. Okay. Uh, That means I gotta wait to return and then go make a purchase. Uh Uh-huh. So he comes back and he finally is feeling great. He drops off the paper towels and she sees him. She's looking through the window watching him as he's putting the sprinkler head in. And he turns on the sprinklers to make sure it works and realizes he bought a 360 degree angle sprinkler head, but he needs a 180 uh. next to a sidewalk. So he's like, fuck. So he's got to go back to the lows again. Uh. 
And he, so he comes back and he gets everything done. And he comes in the house and he's all really proud, wants to talk to her, but she's on the phone with her sister. So he just sits home, sits down and starts watching Bosom Buddies because it's Thursday night and that's when Bosom Buddies is on. Um, and then they, you know, they enjoy some spam the subies and go to bed early. Yep. Great wow. memory. What a memory. Like that's a, wow. there's, a, there's a flashback that's right? it. that we can yeah. that yeah. should be that's in this it. movie. I mean, there's not much, like, there's a lot of better stuff. Him jumping, uh, picking her up and jumping her into the pool. I'm like, okay. I mean, there's something about Jeremy, which, by the way, he's played by Cagney and Lacey actor Barry Laws. But there's something about him as she goes in these flashbacks that I'm like, I feel like Jeremy, while notably he's the more attractive brother. There's no denying that. But he acts in all these, <laughs> he acts in all these uh, flashbacks. It's like he's one of those guys that's like, my friends think I'm hilarious. He's that guy who would like right, tell you that right, because right. there's like they're trying to take a picture and he like turns and like shows his ass and you're just like, oh <laughs> fuck, you're that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's right, totally. been pining for him for seven years. Right. Right. Oh. Right. It, uh, meanwhile. In every flashback, the brother is also in sure, it. Sure, of course. Yeah, <laughs> always it's hanging like, out. What? Yeah. Always yeah. hanging out. Always right there, hanging out with them. And he's sitting there, often reading and seeing them, and just laughing like these two. And I'm like, is that her memory of him? I guess. <laughs> she. They're like, hey, we need sprinkler heads. Can you go get those sprinkler heads? But of course, he's uh, always in yeah. this the, these flashbacks because he's been pining for her, which of course he eventually admits sure. after after they have sex and the two of them on top of each other, rolling roll around, around on a hardwood that floor. Is... Arguably the worst position. So a f- hardwood floor roll around. <sighs> At their advanced ages, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I, I would not so. be able to get out of bed. Mm. I would be in so much pain. There's a need to the groin happening somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere in there, he's getting hurt. Or just rolling on your oh. hip. Just getting that, getting God, a little you nail your in your hip. Like, oh. like, like that is, yeah. no, no, that, no. The, the night is no, over. No, that's, yeah. uh, that's, no. That's not. But uh, yeah. here's the thing. It does seem to work. However, he's been holding a candle for her for like, Seven years can't be said Seven enough. Seven years. Is it best to hit on that person after they admit they have been seeing their old flame? Who is your brother? <laughs> and are openly admitting they're not over it. And he's like, "Cool, cool, cool. Let's go to a bar, though." Yeah. <laughs> right. And then right. And then let's go and uh, take a swim in a cold pool. Yeah. Remember when we when yeah. we swam together with my brother, who's now dead, who you used to love, who you admit right. you let's still go, love. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's just not a lot well, of ladies. Well, what about me, though? There's not a lot of ladies on that <laughs> island. He doesn't have a lot of I choices. I not. Yeah, I mean, he's already worked his way through that theater troupe. He's <laughs> 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 like, where? That lady's now like, yeah, I know what a band she is. John made me scream like one. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> oh man, because because he kept rolling me over right. on a hardwood yeah, floor. Yeah, he was... owes me one of my hips. I had to get that replaced afterwards. 
I'm still I'm still bruised. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. hurt my spine <laughs> yeah, so badly I mean, during that. <laughs> he also doesn't take context clues very well. No, no, <laughs> he doesn't. He does not. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you met my son John? He doesn't read context clues very well. <laughs> my other son killed himself. My son John, forget it. <laughs> You want him to leave? He's not going to go. <laughs> oh. oh. And when she says, like, uh, when Cloris yells at him, is like, she's Jeremy's or whatever that part. Just... She belongs to Jeremy. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember it? Are you kidding me? Oh my God, she literally so screams great. at him. No, she belongs to Jeremy. <laughs> A dead man. Wow. Wow. Oh mm-hmm. my god. You know what? At no better time. Things yep. I loved yep. and things Let's I hated. It. Things I loved and things I hated. Let's go to it. Things <laughs> I loved and things I hated. Things I hated, 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 hated. Oh shit, it's the remix. Things I loved and things I hated. Things I loved and things I hated. Things I loved and things I hated. Jeremy, 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 Jeremy. Alright, let's talk about the things we loved and things we hated about Shadow Play. Mark, what's something you love? I love that when they go to the bar. They drink Henry Weinhardt's, and I feel like that's <laughs> just... <laughs> in big bottles, right? <laughs> well, those are regular bottles. Those, I mean, oh, I remember okay. drinking look, Henry Weinhardt's they, they in like college. Sixteen ounces? Or, no, okay. no, they were regular. I think they were just the okay. private. They looked res- giant. They were the private reserves. <laughs> but I mean, my my heart was always with the Blue Boar Pale Ale. But you know, okay. Henry Weinhardt, it took me back. I was like, I remember buying those at Safeway in San Francisco. I think they were like three ninety nine for a six pack. I was like, mm. yeah, it's hard to find beer this good for this price. Uh, so, <laughs> things I love. This good, you said, younger Mark. <laughs> things, <laughs> things I love. Well, this is coming from a guy that drank, you know, 40 ounces of St. Ides, t- typically, because mm. they were a buck yes, 79. You did. Um, yes, you did. So yeah, so the fact I. the the fact that they uh, the fact that they drink Henry Weinhardt's and it took me back on that. See, I had a nice little fun memory of Henry Weinhardt's. You <laughs> oh, know? yeah, a little flashback. Yeah, a little flashback, right. a little you memory. Had, you had your own flashback yeah. moment. Not a flashback Aww. like you know of you know your your dead husband who after a night of eating too much eggplant parmesan was having a rough time in the bathroom while you're trying to get the kids ready and get dressed for work. You know, like that would be another memory that would happen right. maybe in this movie. Right. But while this you're is... looking, staring at a bottle, <laughs> this is your memory. <laughs> and you just throw it on the ground like, ah! Exactly. Uh, so hey, yeah. hell with this beer? That's something that... I can the memories. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I loved. <laughs> Henry! Uh, Henry! Henry! Erica, what's something he you belongs love? to Henry. <laughs> Erica, what's something uh, you love? I loved everything about this movie. I told Ryan when it ended, and I have not said this in a long time. I was immediately ready to rewatch this movie. Not since Saint Jack, probably. yeah, probably not since. Yeah, that's that's true. Probably not since Saint Jack. I found it highly rewatchable. It ticked a lot of boxes. It felt very lifetime movie. Yes. Um, it was, it's just so dramatic and so ridiculous. Yep. But I think something that we haven't talked about much that I actually really, really loved was Zelda. Yeah. Oh my God. The yeah. character of Zelda. So she's, I guess, like a live in 
Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Or or, or not also living. maybe. Well, maybe a yeah, I think she's, I think she's living. She runs into Morgan's room at one point <clears throat> yeah. in a nightgown. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But I love that when the she... only person that's concerned that maybe. Yeah, when she hears glass breaking and screaming yeah. and moaning, she's like, I should get in there. Are you, like, all right? Cloris guess... Leachman's like, she belongs to Jeremy! <laughs> I guess Cloris Leachman hears enough glass breaking and yeah. wailing she's that like... she's like, whatever. She's like, I own a theater group. I, yeah. I understand. And I own a lighthouse. So, like, drama is not yeah. particularly yeah. Uh, new to me. Yeah, but Zelda, I guess, and has also, I guess, lived and worked with their family since she was young. Mm-hmm. Right. They say, like, right. look who's all grown up. Right. But I think what I loved most about her was that she describes her boyfriend is a half ass just <laughs> like her oh right oh uh, tony he's just like me half-assed i don't know what that means what the, i don't know but Still i'm here know. i'm here for it right. like she's like <laughs> what does, what does that, that mean? even mean like he doesn't finish things does it mean that he's like He's not really into stuff. I think that's I what know. it means. I, just, I think that I is what it, it means. I loved it because Zelda was the only person. They both person... had half of their ass blown off. Right. What does it mean? <laughs> I have it, no idea. It was just so wonderful and so cryptic. But but Morgan um, slash D doesn't question it. She's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, that made me think like, her, were her and Jeremy half asses? Because it feels like something that's very specific to Zelda, but maybe they, I don't know, they have some unspoken language or some unspoken yeah. kind of connection. Well, I think Morgan, Morgan did a half-assed job of figuring out how her fiancé died. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Zelda's the only person I think who truly, genuinely cares about sure, Morgan sure. because when she's yeah. hurt she runs in there she's like are you okay like I think something's not right like yeah. do you want me to stay in here do you want me to stay in your room like she for being a half-asser is the only person who can tell that who's full-assing some care yeah <laughs> she's full she's full-assing the care <laughs> everyone else is half-assing <laughs> oh god yeah love me some Zelda She's great. Um, we've already talked about the love scene, so I will say I love that. <laughs> and I wonder, I'm just, I'm putting it up to you guys. Is this the best love scene we've seen since Crystal Heart? I'm not saying it's better. But it is oh, the, the roll around? The roll around? Is it the yeah. best one we've seen since Crystal Heart? Ooh. And we've Maybe. had some pretty sleazy it ones. Like be. Reform School Girls, I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, no. I don't know. This one's pretty this good. One, this one's really good. Because yeah. the glass. Well, no, nothing you know. can beat Chris. Nothing Hart. can beat Chris. Ever. That's the best. Yeah, that's the best love scene of all time. That's second yeah. rolling around on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. not I mean, just you can't one roll Hart, around. But they did like yeah. five or six rolls. They did like some barrel rolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of rolls because yeah. you had to do a lot of rolls to like then have the other actors in there and edit all that together because it's the two brothers going in and out of that. And I was like, this well, is yeah, amazing, <laughs> right? This is pretty incredible. Yeah. And it reminded me of that Crystal Heart scene, which is, yeah. again, it cannot top, cannot be topped, but still pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, what are the logistics, <laughs> that, that too? love scene of Crystal Heart. Was he just mashing his dick up against <laughs> that glass? I just can't. It's the best thing in the world. I can't even. Mommy, I don't you wanna... just leave us alone. <laughs> 
I can't think. We're not here for Crystal Heart. We're not here for Crystal Heart. Do you put it up or do you put it down? Because you're not going to be able to give it straight. I think we talked about that in the episode. You want to push it down. You got to get it down because you No, I think you want it up. I think you want it up. You want it up? You're still going to rub it. It's going to rub. I don't know. It's still going to hurt. I don't know what happens. Oh, God. But this was pretty close. Either way. Either way. In either situation, a maid is coming in the next day and going. What the, what the shit is this? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough glass cleaner for this. Says <laughs> in one movie, yeah, and on the other one, it's like uh, now I have to get the vacuum and the mop and some pint salt. <laughs> this is a mess. This there's is butt, a there's mess. butt cheeks all over the floor. Yeah. You guys <laughs> full ass this this that night. That's for sure. Uh, let's switch to things we hated. Mark, what is something you hated? Um, I hated the whole subplot with Byron and the tarot cards and because Mm -hmm. if, if that unpinned, yeah, if that, (laughs) if that, even when she, when Morgan goes to get like a reading from him and it doesn't impact the plot, it doesn't advance, she doesn't learn anything. Nobody learns anything partially because tarot cards are bullshit, but if it it actually, it just didn't advance the plot, and I thought I, I don't understand what, why we have to have this. Uh, we could have had three or I four think... more flashbacks, or another time that they go to the to the lighthouse. Incidentally, are lighthouses always unlocked twenty four hours a day, so, and yeah. anyone can mm-hmm. climb up them yep. at any time? Yeah, is it like and the a, stairs are always super treacherous? Is it like so? Lighthouses are like jungle gyms at a park. Anyone yeah. can get on them yeah. at any time. You see this, and you've seen Pete's dragon, and you know <laughs> lighthouses are dangerous. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, and the fog. Yeah. But 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 they're open. But they're open. But they're open all the time. All the time. Yeah. They're open. Yeah. yeah. Oh oh, you're gonna close the lighthouse? Yeah. What are you nuts? Mm-hmm. What are you an idiot? <laughs> Just got repainted. Get in there. Yeah, Abe. Come on, you moron. <laughs> Closing a lighthouse. Look at you, Erica. What's something you hated? Did you hate anything? I don't think so. You love this one. I did love this one. <laughs> I mean, it's an easy one to love. It's it is. Uh... I did love this one. I think it, the only thing. This is nitpicky, but I remember saying it to you when I was watching it. The only <laughs> the only thing I hated was Jeremy's run towards Morgan when he's in the mirror. <laughs> yes. He's just like running with both arms. <laughs> how could you hate that? I'm like how, how could you hate that? How could you run like that? It's amazing that run. You can't hate that. It's That's impossible. something you love. This is the wrong cat. It's something you love. All right. You didn't hate that. Didn't. That's amazing. That whole scene's amazing. I didn't hate and anything. And for some reason, she smashes the glass. What? Come on. That's a love. That's a love for that scene. Right. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy that that happened. I didn't hate anything. It's fair. Uh, I already mentioned it. I hated Cloris in the theater group. Yeah. Um, yeah. We needed to have her in there. Particularly... Yeah. For my favorite scene. But let's go through our favorite scenes. Mark, what was your favorite scene? So I think that we have the same favorite scene. So I had a I, I had a backup. And it's a really okay. short scene. There is a scene where... He runs in the mirror? I know. It's <laughs> no, terrific. No. There's a scene... <laughs> With his arms outstretched. It's so ridiculous. After they're in the pool... And Morgan sees Jeremy in the in, outside the door. And she goes running to the house. Clarice Leachman's character... Answers the door holding Clarice? a Clarice, Clarice, or Clarice Leachman. Clarice, Clarice Leachman. Is there someone else? <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, somebody else was in this movie. Yeah, someone else. She's holding a cat, and when she answers the door, 
And D. Wallace Stone runs through the door and she dropped, like, straight up drops the cat. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. I miss that. Does wow. not bat yeah. an eye. Just like no. keeps on going with the scene. Like, this cat yeah. gets fully dropped. And it just yeah. made me realize what a she, pro. She, what a pro. She has never owned a cat. Or she has, and she's like, fine, you're done. You know this what? It'll land. It'll land on yeah. his feet. Go be yourself, Noodles. Go for it. <laughs> you do you, Nude. You do you. Uh, Noodles it. the cat from Alien. <laughs> um, Erica, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was Morgan's big freak out in her room, where she closes all the cur- closes all the curtains to all the windows and puts her jacket over the mirror, and then puts another blanket or a jacket over the other mirror, and then undoes it. And then smashes the mirror when she sees Jeremy. Yeah. And then is, I guess. So you love that part. You were trying to say you didn't like his I run. I didn't like his run. Okay. All right. But I loved her freak out in that room because then when Zelda, of course, the only person who cares, Full comes to check care. on her, she's like rubbing her bloody hand on her scripts. Yep. Yeah. Which I'm like. She's trying to give it any kind of meaning. <laughs> Is she trying to rub the blood off or on? And I feel like she doesn't even know. Like when when Zelda comes in, she's just like, I cut myself. Like it's yeah, it's a it's a seven years. Seven years. She has not processed anything by what this movie bottled it. She has bottled it. She's moved on seven years. Went to New York, had a time, ran through the theater scene, and just when her career hit a lull. She was like, you know what? I'm remembering. I was almost mm-hmm. married to I'm gonna a guy. I'm going to go to Orca's Island. I'm really, I'm still thinking about that now. Yeah. yeah. God, seven years. And everyone seven is years. so deep into their grief that no one thought maybe we should call a doctor. Nope. Don't yeah. need it. Don't need it. <laughs> yeah. We're good. She's yeah. on We're the good. ground bleeding into her scripts and being like, I cut myself on the glass. And she's talking like an insane person. Which admittedly, and Clarissa is just like Clarissa class, is just like get some band aids. Yeah, like, she just doesn't but even. Nobody's she's like, like ah, maybe this is the moment that we call somebody. Maybe, maybe nope. now, maybe no. not. No, nope. because they are so riddled with no grief. Need. They're like, I guess I can just go back to bed, right? Like this is not a big deal. I'll just go back yeah. to bed. I mean, Zelda's got in the this. Zelda's this is her wheelhouse. Right, right. <laughs> she's gonna take care of this. She's already vacuuming the glass. That's if Clarice even half the woke glass. up. She was yeah. she was sound asleep. Yeah, yeah. She never even woke up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's in the other side of the. She's in the other side. She's above the theater. She likes to sleep above the theater. <laughs> My favorite scene was the final performance of mm-hmm. the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With them all in the black turtlenecks, but all made up, even the guys? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> and here's the crazy thing. They aren't even made up in real life. It's only in how she's mm-hmm. seeing them yep. yeah. when they're performing her words. So when they perform her words, she sees them in spotlight, black turtleneck, but all made up. All the women yeah. are made up and all the men are made up the yeah. same way. Like her, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like Jeremy. He loved a black turtleneck and a red lip. <laughs> <laughs> and then if they're all doing a single voice, which would, I have to assume is Morgan, then during that, when she just loses herself in her own work. You're yeah, right. Number one. She what loses a narcissist. Herself in her, what? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I just love my own play. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the scene, too, where she just 
stretches out. Oh her yeah, arm it stretches out. Yes. yes, and just like at reaches the end. towards it because Jeremy shows up in the middle naturally, and she's speaking to Jeremy. And then Jeremy's doing the lines. So they're actually now. Is it a single voice or is this play a conversation? Because he's doing the lines and she's doing the lines. And then, speaking of makeup, Sarah, the dancer, she's got little red tears in her eyes. So I was yeah. like, who did that choice? Yeah. Why do that? Yeah. I what? do think I actually have a, legit, I have a legit thing I hated. I wish Jeremy had been in a black turtleneck with a red <laughs> He knew it right. That right. he did. Uh, that right would have been yes. terrific if he was there. Like, and straighten out that run, dude. Oh. <laughs> Put your arms down. Yes, at the, put at your the, arms down. Yeah. Just, put your arms down. He has arms forward. He had to have been directed to do that. That's oh, yeah. so weird. Think about how many so takes they, they had to do to get the least ridiculous version of that. He was trying to make that, that look as natural as possible, but there's no way <laughs> for that to look natural. I'm coming. I'm coming. Like, who does this? He's running like Frankenstein. He's like, ah. If I ran through our neighborhood running like this, people would be like, well, this guy, he's lost his mind. I dare you to do that tomorrow. Just for part of it. <laughs> and I'll just be at the house like, he ran through the neighborhood like a gray stallion. You're, being, you're closing all the curtains. <laughs> Smashing mirrors. Ryan! But she right. belongs and to Ryan. At the end, she's so enamored by her own words. She's standing up yeah. in the theater. Yep. She stood yep. up, holding her arm out in front of her. Yep. Much like Jeremy runs. It's such a weird, like, they're like... But she uh, describes their performance as extraordinary. Extraordinary. And it cuts to them. Their reactions are so genuine. Oh, my yes, God. It's so and great. The, and the older lady with the glasses is like, what's a banshee? <laughs> like, is like, oh. oh, Like, they've never, ever had... Because you know Cloris does not compliment them. No. It's like, you're all no. trash. You're shit. You'll never be anything. <laughs> so now Morgan's telling, their, telling them they're extraordinary... And they all have like tears in their They're, eyes. Yeah, and this and I, God, I, and that I, is the greatest scene. It's such movie. a great scene. And I was talking to Erica after we watched it because I was like, this little tiny theater group is such a great microcosm of theater groups yes. because you have like the veteran older guy who yep. did summer stock or right. did like Shakespeare, and you have like the older lady who started the group. She's been there from the beginning. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and then you've got the young you know, stud from England or wherever he's from. Who's just passing through town, but he's just like, uh, they're like, ooh, what play could we do with this young man? Mm -hmm. And then you got the girl who's a dancer. She does all the choreography. Uh -huh. She's not the greatest actress, but it doesn't matter. She kind of helps with all of our movement. She helps with fight choreography. Not her forte, but they don't have anyone else. And she's not sassy. even she's not even a great dancer, but she's better no. than everybody else. Yeah, so she's like, better than everyone else. Yeah. So you're like, well, she can choreograph then. Yeah. And then you got the sassy girl who's just like, we got to get her a comedy. We got to get a comedy because she's hilarious. Yeah. And it's just like such a great little microcosm of a little theater group. It was like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Would have been even better with Cloris Leachman, but. But she doesn't have the time. That she, cat. Oh my God. That cat. I got to throw that cat somewhere. Don't have the time. All right. Let's get into our final questions. These are our final questions for Shadow Play. When Morgan returns to New York with her play, how do you think Roth reacts when it is not the very funny play that Morgan's agent promised? Ooh. Ooh. Well, didn't she say that it wasn't going to be funny? Or she, When they had the phone conversation, 
she said she was writing something different or she somehow yeah. conveyed that she yeah. had written That's something different. That's what she so promised, I think that, though, before she leaves New York. Right, you right, know what? right. Her agent's going to take care of it. Don't yeah, even worry about true. it. She's going to spin it. She's going to flip the script. She's going to be like New England. The New England theater scene is not into comedies. Yeah. We've got to move like, this forward. Comedies yeah. are dead. we got to go in a different direction. You don't want a comedy. Yeah. Also, yeah. depending on how you say these lines, it could be a comedy. this could be with the the right director with the right director it could be a really funny play oh he saws the lady in half (laughs) it's so funny um i have a question for you what's on on this note yes uh would you guys see this play yes (laughs) absolutely okay let me rephrase it is two and a half hours long yeah, doesn't matter. No, no, no. I'm in. I'm in. Well, knowing here's the thing. So I'm really kind of trying to take your question uh, seriously. It's also going to be in a small theater it, with that doesn't have the best ventilation. Have I seen? Oh, no, it's hot. It's hot in there, especially with a full group. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Even though there's a bay window behind yeah. in the back of the audience, uh-huh. it is hot in there. A hundred percent. Real quick, quick question: Is John present? <laughs> Right. Um, he's there. He's there. For so. sure. He's, he's there. there. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's there. He's reading a book in the back, but he's there. Uh, right. Well, he, he's he's the tech. He's doing the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> you turn on those four or five lights, and that room is scorching. So hot. So hot. So hot. So hot. Okay. Um, yeah. But here's the thing if I'd seen the preview, I'm like, I'm in. If you talk to me and I don't know the play and it's going cold and it's like a long play that's just a bunch of people all talking in one voice, I'm like, I might need a little extra inspiration. Had I seen a little bit of this preview, though, of it? I mean, yes, 100% if I had seen a preview. If I haven't, I don't know. I might be like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it at the mansion of the lady whose uh, son killed herself? Uh, I'm in. It doesn't matter how long it is. Because at that intermission, I'm absolutely snooping through her mansion. That's well, I'm going to be like, can I there. use the restroom? And then I'm going to be like snooping through that mansion. You can go time. up to Lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. Do you want a snack? We have Snickers. <laughs> yes. In. <laughs> um, when Morgan starts working with a theater group, a lot of my questions about the theater group, she, she encourages them to ask questions. Did any one of them ever ask, what's this about? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Don't question it. She's from New York. Yeah. Well, Doesn't matter. She is feeding them new pages every time they rehearse. Right, right. So there's, they don't know what the ending is or where this is yeah. going. And like, also, it don't make sense in the uh, end. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's the actor's job to create the backstory in the moment mm. before. So you know what? They can do their due so diligence. So true. So true. Do right? your job. Yeah. Don't half-ass do your, your job. job. Full-ass your performance. <sighs> um, speaking of the theater group, <laughs> because of course I have several more questions. <laughs> do they perform this play even once Morgan is gone? Yes, oh, she oh, made yeah. them copies. Yeah. <clears throat> I yes, hope so. yes, they absolutely. This did. is like their fall play, right? This is I what they so. do. One hundred percent. Yeah, they also, weren't doing this just. Did... They weren't doing this just to pacify her. This was Mm-mm. a full on fucking production. No, we're doing this. this we're this, doing yeah. this. Yeah. They advertising had already gone out. Tickets were being sold. <laughs> 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 We've. 
We've got 15 tickets sold for opening night. Oh We're doing this play. We can only fit 12 people in the audience. What are we going to do? Maybe We're going to bring in extra chairs. Oh, it's going to be so can hot you, in this John, room. can you work on this? John, you I can have to it. put in all the cues. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a... <laughs> He's got like a portable CD player for all the cues. <laughs> it's just... Oh, him just—I have to get this right. Oh, that's right. That's that's the sting. That's right. That's the sting. Oh, that was oh, the sting shit. where she she sees Jeremy for the first time, and that's the scary yeah. music they played. Oh, I forgot to mention that. That's so funny. Oh. Um, so how also how did she make copies of that play? <laughs> where did she just type them up individually? Did she just retype it? I think there's probably a Kinko's on the island. Okay. I mean, it's a I tiny like island. It. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. She does type it on She had to go to the library, I guess, or like yeah, the, the library. store. Yeah, she went yeah. to the library. She you copied know. each yeah. page one by one. Right. Wow. Yep. You, you put it she on the glass to. with like the rubber yep. flap. And you yeah. make like six copies or whatever <laughs> yep. you need. Yep. And then you have to collate them yourself. And you just yourself. hope the shit you don't Because <laughs> this isn't going to collate for you. Yeah. And then you have to bring them to the front, and they're like, that's going to be $5. You're like, oh, it's a lot, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I had to do this every single time we read, but it's cool. <laughs> Speaking of the actors, I love how confident the uh, the uh, British Archie is, but does he ever make it on the Vancouver Canucks? Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what do you think his chances are? I don't think so. I think he probably got a girl pregnant in town. Uh, <laughs> right. He's I th- stuck in this town. He's stuck. I think he probably put in a year or two with the Gulls. Yep. Oh, minor maybe. league. Minor league. league. Yeah. Minor league. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I think he yeah. did. Yeah. I give him that. He looked like he had a pretty good physique. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Woo! Somebody was crunching the numbers. <laughs> crunching the physique. <laughs> Uh, finally, who did write Morgan's words into Jeremy's typewriter? Was that Millie? Was it John? Was it Archie trying to drive her crazy and into his own arms? Was it Byron the psychic just trying to stir up the drama? Who do you think it was? Of course, you could say Jeremy was actually a spirit and he did it. That's a boring answer. Who else could it be? You half asses. It was Zelda. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. of course. Definitely Zelda. Full ass care. She was in there under the Full desk, ass. reaching up, typing it in. Yep. Full ass care, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Full yeah. ass care. They would never cast her in a play. She's a half ass. <laughs> Little did they know she's also a fucking genius. Yep. Yep. You're yep. right. Yeah. Zelda. You're right. Exactly. 100%. All right. Let's do a little research. Here's our research for Shadow Play. This began... Research! 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 (laughs) Research! I'm I'm running towards you with my arms in front of me. Research belongs to Ryan! (laughs) (laughs) This began shooting in October 1984 for six weeks in Oregon and Washington and New York. uh, Back when its original title, which was Ghost Rider. Oh! Oh! Shit, they should have kept those. Yeah, they absolutely should have kept This is financed independently by Millennium Pictures, which is not the production company, which was started by uh, Roger Corman after he sold the company, 
which is Millennium Films. This is Millennium Pictures, which is started by Shadburn, her husband Will Vinton, and producer Dan Biggs in 1982. They started then, and once the company's formed, Shadburn worked for two years on this script, <laughs> writing drafts and trying to find financing. And a port, uh, reportedly, they brought in around $2 million is the budget. Wow. Um, wow. Clor- Cloris Leachman is the first to sign on to the movie. Uh, she called the script moving to the Vancouver, <laughs> Washington paper, The Columbian, in November 1984. Leach- Leachman was the first to sign on and then suggested uh, Wallace Stone, who described the experience to the Associated Press in July 1985. She said, the whole film was shot in Portland, Oregon. And it was financed there, too. It was like one of those movies where they say, let's put on a show in the barn. Cloris Leachman and I worked for very little money. That's how much we thought of the script. Hmm. I did it theater style. Yeah. (laughs) And this is what she talked about her nude scene. She said, I was convinced it would be a really spiritual scene and not just a sexual encounter, she said. On the Blu-ray that we watched, there's an interview with uh, Wallace Stone. And she said that her husband, Christopher, was not happy about that scene and asked her to not do it. And they had to go talk to their therapist about it to, to get through it so that he would be okay with it. Yeah. So do you think, do you think they're over her. it now? Well, he's passed on, so I think he's probably over it. <laughs> no, he's not. He's always showing up in mirrors. And he's he's like... still in the mirror. He's still like, you could do another scene like that? Yeah. What are you going to do another sex scene, Dave? <laughs> um speaking of the fact that she uh, she had a nude scene there isn't a titty count here though right you don't really not. see her boobs no i mean, I mean they're, working, you... they're working hard under the shirt but you know <laughs> oh as uh, they always do <laughs> as they always do but you do see some man butt yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so you get some buns yeah you yeah. get some buns which is nice. And the appropriate brother. You get Jeremy's buns, not John's. Which is nice. <laughs> uh, but you get shot, you get John Shirtless, and John's not in terrible he's shape. A, he's, he's in not good a shape. Guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying Jeremy is definitely the... He's not Jeremy. He's not Jeremy quality. I mean, he's not Jeremy handsome, but if you yeah. move Jeremy away, say, push him off a lighthouse, John's pretty attractive all of a sudden. Yeah. You know? yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. a pulse. He's, he's got pretty, a pulse. <laughs> <laughs> always attractive in a guy <laughs> to be living um now i'm not sure this played at a con or not but uh it was hyped by new world at 1986 con in fact our pal austin trunick from uh the canon film guide he sent me pictures of a hollywood reporter listing the films that they were hyping for the 1986 con i'm just not sure if that's what they they were selling movies or if they were playing all these movies a few, just a few of what they were hyping at this con film festival: Death by Dishonor, heard of it, Soul Man, oh, Vamp, ooh, yeah, Rollerblade, oh, and Vengeance Land. What? What is Vengeance what Land? What is Vengeance no. Land? It's a movie that was going to be produced by Tony Randall, but I don't believe it was ever made. Huh. So Tony. this was just like a, a, a spec script that they were just trying to get money to make it? I guess they were to trying to get it? financed and get the money. Huh. It was an apocalyptic movie. I know this because I found a poster for it and I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. I want Tony. Tony, if you're listening, immediately go into your garage and there's got to be a script or something for something. Vengeance Land. Something. We want to know what Vengeance Land is. Stop what does it look like? Me. 
What does this poster look it, like? It's somebody with a gas mask on, and it actually is a cool looking poster. I was like, I want to know what this movie like is. Like Defcon Four, cool. Where you're like, uh, well, hopefully cooler <laughs> than Defcon Four, but yeah, no, I'm just I saying mean, like the, the poster, the was poster cool, is though. great for Defcon Four. Whenever when my friends right. would say that movie's not very good, I was like, how could it not be good? Look at that poster. It's a guy in a gas mask on a horse. I don't know what this is. It's like a bunch of guys with guns and a mask, and he's on a horse. I, I, but it wasn't I, made, or was it made? I don't. I don't think it was. Hmm. But I don't know for sure. I I can't say. At Cannes Film Festival, was it Shadow Play or was it Ghost Rider at that time? It was Shadow Play. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I I don't know for sure because I don't know. I still don't know exactly when they pick up Shadow Play, but. I think that's when they changed the title because it's they're they're promoting Shadow Play. I, I don't know what ha- else happened at Con. All I know is that I read a quote from Robert Remy, the CEO in New York Times newspaper, where he said this quote. He was quoted this. They were talking about Con in general, and they got this quote from Robert Remy, where he says, "We're spending too much for what we're selling." And I was like, "That's amazing!" Wow. <laughs> he was like. It's expensive to come out here to France. I'm not yeah. sure this is worth it. Wow. You can't even sell Vengeance Land. <laughs> um, but like I said, I don't know how exactly this comes into New World's hands, but in an interview with Shadburn in the Columbian in September of 1986, um, it says she and fellow producer Dan Biggs and her husband, Will Venton, they, quote, negotiated at length with New World before they made a deal. So apparently this was a, a movie that... That New World was like, okay, so maybe a little under $2 million, not too expensive. It has two named stars. Yeah. Probably something they felt like they could, they could, you know, they could sell pretty well. And eventually they do release the movie, September 26, 1986. They release it in Oregon, Washington, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Salt Lake City, and Denver. In what Shadburn described as, quote, platform distribution. It will stay here as long as it's justified, she said. Mm-hmm. Um, also opening around this time, uh, this very weekend, another New World acquisition, steaming. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, steaming. That, that's a double feature right there. So, How dare you? <laughs> so we were, we, were, we were talking about at this before where we, were, where we had mentioned, I think this is when we talked about Crimes of Passion. Where like somebody at New World, there was a push to do sort of more art house, you know, classy movies, right? And this was part of it. Um, and and Donald Borcher said that that Crimes of Passion was a little bit more like that was more about like showing the pedigree of what they could get at the company, right? Tony Randall said he wasn't sure like where all these classy pictures went, but here's Shadow Play. Mm-hmm. They got steaming with Joseph Losey, which is you know is a, a director with a lot of great movies on on, and on his, his last his movie. resume, and and unfortunately this is this is his last movie and one that's not talked about. Um, so well, I think I, there depend, is. I mean, we talk about it quite a bit. So we talk about it like crazy, of <laughs> yeah. course. Well, we of course we do. But I'm just I saying, need to like, watch it, that it, again. I haven't watched it. Uh. Does that make it back into your top five <laughs> this year? <laughs> it might. It might. <laughs> Um, but like, so they were making a push. They were pushing around this time at the end of 86, 87. They were trying to get more art house directors, art house movies. I'm not sure it paid off at all, but that's what they were at least trying to do. Mm-hmm. Also opening the same weekend in Salt Lake City, it had opened in other cities before. But 
Another acquisition, codenamed Wild Geese, was also opening in Salt Lake City along with Shadowplay, uh, which was called in a local paper, codenamed Wild Geese, that is, it was called Woofer of the Week. Ooh. Tied with Shanghai Surprise. <laughs> oh. Can't wait to get to yeah, that one. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> uh, in August, before this, uh, New World released Reform School Girls. And in October, they released Dancing in the Dark, another art house movie. And Soul Man, another art house movie. Uh, around the time of this release, though... Shadburn was uh, mentioned that she was working on another movie with New World. A piece in the Statesman Journal said that Millennium is working on an agreement which will see New World providing half the money and guaranteed distribution for the next film. Shadburn and her partners have already considered five scripts, including two comedies and a story involving an alien. <laughs> Why didn't we get that movie? Which one? Any of them. Any of them. Any of them. But particularly the one with the alien, I would say. I, yeah. I, Shadburn directing a movie with an alien in this? Uh, would Cloris Leachman be in it? I would have to think. Uh, or Dee Wallace. I mean, I mean, she's good with aliens. For sure. Yeah. She, yeah. She's very good with them. Mm-hmm. And dogs. And Lassie. <laughs> well, it's a uh, shame. Yeah. So it's a shame. It doesn't happen. Also around the time of this release in September of 1986... What is rocking the rental charts? House at number 17. I'm telling you that that movie is this movie is going to terrify you way more than House will. This <laughs> House, movie. Speaking of, our next movie next week, House. So, uh, so that's it. That is all the research for Shadowplay. No. Yeah, we are no. done. I'm sorry. I know. No. We don't want this to be over, but Guys, it's, I just think. Like, all right, let's make a promise right now. Okay. That in seven years, <laughs> seven years, we're gonna just we're gonna talk about this movie again. Yeah. And we're gonna take like I, I think we took like sort of a deep dive this time. We're gonna take sure, a sure, sure. really deep dive. No, no, in no. Seven in years. seven years, we are gonna be obsessed with this movie. Yeah. Seven years, yeah. we're going to do a live reading of the script. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh my and we're god. all gonna be in turtlenecks and we're gonna be all yes! makeup. Yes! Red lipstick, yes. full makeup. <clears throat> yep. And we're gonna read the script. Just the three of us. Just three of us. We I'm play in. multiple characters. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm already doing the running. Yay! I'm already doing it. Wait a minute. We don't know. You might be Morgan. That's, we're gonna hold auditions. No. <laughs> that's we we do have to audition. We do have to audition for every role. The only person every that's role. audition is I get to be the agent. That's it. Right. That's it. Right. No, look. Who's playing D. Wallace Stone? Who's playing Cloris Leachman? We Not just you. We don't know no, yet. We don't know. We don't know yet. We all we all get to try out for it. That's right. We're, it's all it's all fair play. That is it. That is Shadowplay. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you go see Shadowplay. It is, uh, it's a great movie. It is a lot of fun. You would, you should watch it and enjoy yourself. That's all we can say. Um, it it might, <laughs> it might even queef. I think it's probably <laughs> oh, true that it queefs. Does it queef? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all probably would give it a good queef. Mm-hmm. I think we all would rank this as a queef. Woo! As a queef, as a queefer, not a woofer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to find out any more information about us go to our website newworldpicturespodcast.com you can get all our other episodes articles you can buy our merch get a t-shirt they're fun t-shirts there's fun designs 
They're not just our logo. So check those out. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. No, she belongs to Jeremy. Jeremy.